Joe, I don't think anything in my house is safe anymore. <laughs> Bookshelf fall over or something? It's not paranormal like your house. It's totally okay. physical. And it's my child can't stop just pure destroying everything he finds. Oh, wait till everything he finds becomes a weapon. Oh, oh, we're in that stage. We just joined that okay. stage. I, I sent you the Snapchat the other day of him walking around with the big, like, extendable Swiffer duster that we have for the fans. Yeah. Um, that's his brand. That's his new favorite is the extendable Swiffer duster. And he walks around and it is both a vacuum or it's all of these things. It's a vacuum. It's a wand. It's a stick to hit mom and dad with. Yeah. It is something to pull things off the counter with. It's a like a grabber <laughs> for to pull things off the counter. <laughs> And it's a thing to hit the dog with. So it's all those things. Oh, you know, it's all these great things. And nothing in my house is safe anymore. It's all in one. Uh, they should advertise like that. That's a really good point. They should hire parents to actually advertise for these things. Like, hey, do you want to get the dust off, but not really off the fan? Like, it's going to fall onto, you know, the floor. Right. Like, it's not going to stick to the dust. Yeah. That, that'd be ridiculous. So, but it'll get off the fan, and then your kid can take it and destroy things and maybe break a window with it. Yeah, it's perfect. Now, when you react to that stuff, like, do you go like, ah, stop? Yes. How does he react? To he that? laughs. He laughs right in my okay. face. What? Here, here you go. What you need to do is you need to put a one of the Swiffer wipes on him, right? Oh, yeah. And as he gets it to the floor, like, like almost like he's going to, you know, mop, then freak out like, oh, no, don't do that. And then he'll start laughing and he'll start pushing the, you know. <laughs> there you go. A little, little then, uh, reverse psychology on, to get him to do chores. <laughs> I like this. I like this yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he's just running around the house cleaning and you're just in the living room screaming the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good plan. I like this a lot. Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shemansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joe! Joe, this is, uh, how do we tell the people? This is day three of recording the same podcast. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a nightmare, to be honest. It has been a week of, of just all kinds of things. Um... So it is Tuesday night, so yeah. Joe is going to have like five whole minutes to record this or to uh, edit this episode yeah. uh, before we have to get it out onto the website. Um, and so on Sunday night, we tried for our normal like, hey, let's do the whole podcast. One shot. The whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, as you see in the in the show description, we have um, we have a special guest on this week. So we're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do intro yeah. interview outro boom all in one let's just knock it out uh and then obviously we have never once been on time for a podcast recording because we're parents right. and that's i mean you just aren't um so we were a little late and then all of a sudden joe was a lot late and he texted me yeah and he goes my computer won't turn on <laughs> yeah that's usually how it goes yep. every time so then he dials in on his phone and it sounds like he's talking to me from like the roof of his house while the speaker's in his basement <laughs> just yelling like off off uh off everest there trying to get a podcast yeah. recording off uh it's a nightmare but so, here we are so here we are 
here we are. We Finally. split it up. We did we did the interview last night. We're doing everything else tonight. The people are getting just the full full spectrum of you and me today. Yeah, yeah. They're looking behind the kimono tonight. That's a disturbing uh disturbing <laughs> phrase. <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna record again in two days. In two days, we're gonna just yeah. turn right around, <laughs> knock another one out. We're professionals. We're professionals. Uh, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. So we've been on this kick of not doing anything since Christmas. And it's been nice. It's been yeah. like a month of just not doing anything. Yeah. And uh, it's been really nice. It's been really nice. Uh, Katie has been in and out. Well, last week we got that big winter storm, right? So Katie right. was supposed to go back to work. She did one day last week. And then uh, we got a big winter storm and she got the rest of the week off, um, which was nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh so we were she was home for like the end of the week and then um on the weekend, especially recently, because like Ben's been going to Katie's mom's, uh, mm-hmm. we'd like to just stay home and like spend time together and it's been super nice. Just chill, going grocery shopping, you know, hanging out. Um finally digging ourselves out of this massive snowstorm we got last week. Yeah. Um so like we had a snowblower. Or a backpack blower. If only I had a backpack blower. Joe, he came outside and did my sidewalk twice in the same day. Ugh. In the middle of a snowstorm. I don't... Here's... All right, you got me all worked up about backpack blower guy. <laughs> so, in the midst of this heavy snow, we were supposed to be getting, yeah. like, a foot and a half of snow. Right. In the midst of this... I'm sorry. So, it came in two days. The first day wasn't that much, yeah. and the second day was a lot. The first day after it stopped snowing, my neighbor across the street got out his snowblower, ripped up the snowblower, did his driveway, and then did the sidewalk in f- across the street from me, and then my sidewalk all the way past Backpack Blower Guy's house, right? So, like, the mm-hmm. two, I'm on the corner, so we did my house and Backpack Blower Guy next to me, and, they did, and he's directly across from Backpack Blower Guy, so we did his house and the house directly across from me, right? So the four houses on the corner. Well... Backpack puller guy was not going to be upstaged. Not even right. a single time. So the next day, while it's snowing at like 11 a.m., backpack blower guy rips off the, the backpack blower, just starts just starts snowblowing at 11 a.m. Yeah. in the middle of a snowstorm, just like, I got to do it now or else it's going to yeah. get got, got for me. <laughs> and then, of course, because it snowed all day, he was back out right. again at like 8 o'clock at night doing it all uh, over he, again. He's in it. He's in it to win it. Uh, you need to get him like a, like a basket of some sort, like a chocolate basket or charcuterie board. All right. He actually, here's a, another little peek behind the kimono. We should just title this one, the peek behind the kimono. <laughs> Backpack blower guy and his wife are very nice. Um, and they're very cool people. Like he has a bunch of like DCFC stuff. I'm pretty sure he has season tickets at DCFC. Uh, okay. and like is, is just enough, like hipster enough that you're like, all right, like, he's pretty cool for being, you know, an actual like adult, unlike you and me. Um, yeah. And, uh, his wife and him leave goodie bags on our porch at every single holiday, Halloween, goodie bag, Christmas, goodie bag, Easter, goodie bag, like every single holiday. Oh, man. And, uh, they do it for like the, again, this, our four houses on the corner, they do it for, for all of us. So, um, it's nice of them. Yeah, it's very, it's very nice of them. So they're, they're actually well, good people. I like to rag on him a lot, but, that's good. One day we'll have him on the podcast and you can just ask, hey, dude, your dispute. <laughs> I, he's all right. I will. I will caveat. He, they're very good. They're good people. Uh, he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. 
Uh, but who needs to put break out the bagpipe blower at nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday? Yeah, like, that's crazy. It's a weeknight. It's nine o'clock on a weeknight. You're out there with a backpack blower blowing off nothing. Yeah. Making sure it works. Just making sure it works. Just getting out of the house, really. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, so did you do anything else this weekend? Honestly, just a lot of nothing. Just a whole lot of nothing. We did. I. I'm putting the listener's mind at ease that I did talk to the butcher this weekend, and I said, "Hey, you guys normally do chicken wings the week of the Super Bowl." I know the world's crazy. I know groceries are crazy. Yeah. You guys still going to do chicken wings? He goes, yeah, I think we're planning on it. But he did say they're going to have a bunch of different flavored chicken wings. And they do that. Like you can buy the, yeah. I've done it before and just air fried them the way that they're seasoned and they're right. okay. I would rather do them myself. I'm really nervous. Yeah. They're going to season all of them because they're like scarce. Right. So they're like, Oh, we're just going to yeah. season all of them and not do plain chicken wings. So yeah. Chicken wing shortage. Well, I, there is now I, if I have to, I'll go back and just do it the way I did it last time where I went and got the full wing and separated them all out myself yeah. and do it that way. I mean, if I, is it annoying? Sure. But you know, at the end of the day in the quest for good chicken wings, it's worth it. Right. Yeah, totally. So, so what about you, Joe? What'd you do this weekend? Um, not much. Uh, Friday night, uh, we got takeout from the brewery. That was delicious. Um, and then Saturday, we got up and kind of putzed around the house a little bit. And then we were like, hey, you want to go to Target? Like, Kayla had something to return. And we were like, you know, why don't, let's do a family outing to Target. I think, it's a fair, so, I think it's fair to point out that a trip to Target for you is a literal adventure because it's like 45 yeah. minutes to your Target. Yeah, it's, it's a journey. So um, we did like two hours of getting ready. Right, like Fun. showering, getting kids around, making sure bags are packed. And Grayson slept the whole time. Like, literally, we got in the car. He passed out. He slept through all of Target. Uh, wow. Yeah, and slept through the ride home. Like, he was out for, like, three hours. Uh, Dang, kid. It, yeah, but it was good. Uh, it was a good trip to Target. It was nice to get out uh, into the world for a little bit. It was the first time Grayson had been out of the house. Um. It was good. We just kind of hung out. And then Saturday night, didn't do anything. Sunday, didn't do anything. Just sat around. It's, we do a lot of nothing now, too. Yeah. Which, I mean, pretty good for the most part. I mean, I get stir crazy, but... I think the other flip the... side... Actually, here's a, here's a question I'll pose to you. A philosophical parent question. I was thinking about this the other day. All at the same time... You know, I, I should back up two steps. I realize like my life's getting into a little bit of a rut, right? Like a little bit of the yeah. same routine. I think it's end of end of, you know, winter in Michigan always turns yeah. like this. Um and just a little bit of like, okay, I do the same thing kind of every day. Uh and I was thinking about it, I was like, huh, I think this is more prevalent from becoming a parent. But then COVID's yeah. in there as well. And now it's winter time, right? So I'm really trying to do all the math. Do you think becoming a parent or COVID has impacted your uh, uh, social life more? Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, we both COVID, became parents during COVID. So I think. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely having two kids impacts it a lot, right? Because at this point, the days just fly by. Mm -hmm. Like literally you wake up and it's like you don't stop moving until bedtime. 
even then you get up and feed the kid. Um, but oh, yeah. with COVID, you don't know if it's safe to go out to places where if yeah. there wasn't COVID, you know, you and Katie and me and Kayla and the kids could meet up at a brewery and yeah. like hang out. Yep. Like, I was thinking so that too. That. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard, especially, uh, and I thought back to like, we were getting out a decent amount over the summer when cases were really low and like, yeah. there wasn't like a lot going on. Like, I was, we were getting out, we would go to, you know, Ferndale project or, you know, meet up at places and go out a little bit. So I think that's, it definitely is both COVID and winter adding on top of it. But then I thought about mm-hmm. like, even if I wanted to go out, like I used to, like, it would be so hard to just, this is a little, again, we're peeking behind the kimono today, but you know, like Joe, we used to just like take trips to Grand Rapids and just like do yeah. stuff like that. Right. And I, I just don't know if that's in the cards anymore with having no. kids. Right. So like you, yeah. s- you lop that off the top and then you take what's left and then all of a sudden you take COVID and you lop that off. And then all of a sudden it's wintertime and you can't even go yeah. outside anymore, you know, and hang out outside where it's semi safe. And then you just lop it all off and now you're back to being yeah. in your house. So yeah, it's kind of what we do now is hang out. Thank goodness for the Nintendo Switch. Hey, I tell you what, I actually uh, I picked up a new video game uh, called Escape from Tarkov about two weeks ago, and I am yeah. very addicted. So oh, that's good. That's exciting. I mean, uh, I've been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Do you like it? I I listened Mo- to our to our video game podcast about it, yeah. and seemed like it was. Seemed like it's something I might catch on sale if it goes on sale. Yeah, uh, it's I, I'm not very far into it because I can only play it here and there. Mm-hmm. But it it is like the first two hours is all tutorial, which is kind of annoying. So, what bothers me the most about that is Pokemon games been coming out since like 1990. Like we've yeah. been playing Pokemon since. <laughs> I mean, for mo- for me for sure, it was my first video game. I, I don't know for you, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Right, like that's our very first video game. Why do they put in these crazy long tutorials about Pokemon right. when most of us have been playing it for thirty years? Yeah, this one is a whole different. Like everything is different about this game, so I get it. But like, they definitely just front load it all right there. Yeah, well, you have to oh, keep, you have to keep me is. posted. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so video games are great. You know, play them when I can. Uh, oh, Saturday night, I played with Cora for, like, an hour with just, like, toys. Like, she's into playing pretend, which is really fun to watch. That's awesome. So, like, she finds her little guy. She's got a bucket of guys, and she'll, like, grab a couple out and just kind of play all over the table. On Saturday, she found Mia's toys, and she grabbed out a carrot and a dinosaur. And I was a carrot, and she was a dinosaur. <laughs> and we just ran all around the house, like, on the floor playing, and it was it was a lot of fun. It's nice to just like they pretend. It's it's very fun when her mind is just crazy good. Like she's so smart and she's so much fun and she's so entertaining. Like to watch her have toys talk to each other now is mm-hmm. very cool. I cannot wait to get to that standpoint. Ben's actually in the yeah. opposite phase where he is obsessed with Bluey watching yeah. television like he's obsessed with yeah. bluey the tv show but it has to watch it on television and like yells it's so ridiculous he knows that on disney plus when you're watching bluey it's a 20 second like timer before the next one plays right yeah the minute and i mean the second that it hits the credits he looks at me and goes uh 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 
and point to the TV. Like, dude, wait 30 seconds and the next one will come on immediately. Right. He's telling me, like, press the remote, press the remote. I want to watch another yeah. one. Um, and so it, the two things that he wants to do in the world right now is watch Bluey and play in the kitchen sink. He has found out that okay. our, uh, like, the faucet. So my mom actually got him this. Um, he, he wants to watch us cook and be on the counter. And yeah. he's been very unsafely climbing, like on the kitchen table and climbing, trying right. to climb the dishwasher. So my mom got him a, uh, like, a basically like a fancy step stool. It's like two little platforms that he can stand on. It's got a safety rail behind it so he doesn't fall over. Right. Um, but it's, it's counter countertop height, which is great. Mm-hmm. And he wants to play it in the sink. So Katie's like, cool. We turned it on, you know, cold water. So he's not hurting himself. Uh, and gave him like a spatula to just splash around in the faucet. But he found out that our faucet detaches in our kitchen sink, right? It's one of the oh, things yeah, yeah, detach yeah. it. So he does like everything for like five minutes. He's great. He'll like play in the water, splash around a little bit, like move some of his. We'll give him like all the plastic utensils and he plays in the water. It's great. And then he's like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to turn this water all the way as hot as I can and pull it off and try and spray myself. Yeep. And it is a it has turned into like, hey, this is great. He can play in the water while we're like cooking dinner and getting the table ready and yeah. everything like that. To if I'm not watching him every second of the way, he's going to one spray the entire kitchen with water. Yeah. And two, he's gonna burn himself because he turns the water all the way up. <laughs> Kids are crazy. It's just like it's so hard to describe to people who don't have kids, but there's never been another thing in my house or in my life that has wanted to find everything possible to hurt themselves and do that. Yeah. They're just on a mission to hurt themselves forever. Right. It's crazy. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. So my boss actually sent us a picture in our group chat today. Uh, his son, who's mm, about a eight months younger than Ben, almost a year younger than Ben um had his like work headset right like was playing with his work headset yeah he sent us a picture of it and said i'm gonna need a new headset for my tea like laughing about it (laughs) and i was like it's so ridiculous that every parent has like a whole house full of toys and what do they want to play with nothing that's a yeah they want to play with vacuums and and the baby gate and like yep ridiculous they don't want to play with toys they want to play with everything else yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch him play with that stuff, though. It is. Man, it is. I taught Ben one of my, I, I would, to this point, crowning achievement. Uh, ben, we got him this, this like, fake Dyson uh, for Christmas. Mm. And if you push the button, it, it makes, like, the vacuum noise, and it blows, right. like, beads around the chamber, right? And he liked it, but he was a little afraid of it when we first got it um and he also didn't quite put together like how to pull the trigger to make that like that happen so he kept handing it to me and what i did is i just like pushed it around and made the noise with my mouth and handed it back to him and then he pushed around and made the noise with his mouth i was like and then forever now whenever he picks up that vacuum he knows how to pull the trigger now which is great and like actually do it but sometimes i'll still look over and he's going "Mm -hmm," around the house (laughs) and it's pretty great it's cute uh, our kids, they're great. Kids, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling kids. you. Well, Jared, 
Um, what do you say we jump into this thing? Let's just jump into it. Let's just like dive right in head first. Let's go head first. Uh, so we are going to talk with your wife, Katie, and My she's wife. going to your wife. And uh, she's going to let us in on some tips and her journey into breastfeeding. So uh, yeah. let's jump into that interview right now. All right. And with us now is Jared's much better half, Katie Shemansky. Facts. Hello, Joe. Hello, Jared. Hello. How are you? Just living the dream on a Monday night. You guys switched it up. <laughs> we did. Yeah, Joe's computer decided it didn't want to record on a Sunday. It was too much work on a Sunday, so. Yeah, and I'm not even on my computer now. I'm on my work computer. See, it gave up on us. It's quitter. It did. It did. So, Katie, you're here because Jared and I have done a couple episodes, right, where we've tried to talk about, like, the basic foundations of parenting, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about baths. We talked about diapers. We've talked about clothing. Um so I thought that it was good that maybe we actually talk about breastfeeding and what that's all about uh, from somebody who actually breastfeeds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we were just going to kind of kick it off, talk about uh, kind of everything. So, Jared, do you want to go ahead and start? Yeah, I think a, a good place for us to start is, Katie, why don't you just like detail what your breastfeeding journey was? Okay. Is. Is, yes. It's still ongoing. So I had always known that I wanted to breastfeed. Um, even before we had kids, that was something that I knew I really wanted to do. But we didn't spend much time or energy looking into it or researching it. I just kind of thought that it would be a super easy thing. You just kind of put the baby up and they latch and it's a done deal. So we did not have any alternatives prepared. We didn't have any formula. We didn't have any bottles. Um, we had nothing. So when we gave birth and had Ben afterwards, the labor and delivery nurse was like, do you want to try to breastfeed him? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And she just handed me him. And I was like, what do I do? You know, because he's like asleep. They don't really do right. anything. And she was like, oh, I'll just like tickle his foot a little and try to get him to latch. <laughs> what great medical advice. Just tickle his feet a little. And he didn't really do anything. And she was like, it's not a big deal. Like when they're just born, they don't necessarily need anything, you know, just like keep trying while you're here. And we had a hard time figuring it out, like getting him to latch. Their newborn mouths are just so tiny. It's impossible. Yeah. And um, right before we left the hospital, the lactation consultant came and she just kind of like smushed my boob and got it in his mouth somehow at like a weird, uncomfortable angle. And she was like, look, great. You guys are doing it. <laughs> And Jared and I were like, wow, okay, great. <laughs> and then as soon as she walked away, we we're like, how'd she, how'd she do that? The hospital kept saying to you, they're like, oh, the, the lactation consultant helped, the lactation consultant helped. And all, we were like, but how? And so they're like, she will, she just will. And, and then that was it. And we we're like, but what did she do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. literally, it was like one of those things someone shows you how to do something. And as soon as they leave, you like have no idea what to do. Right. And that was us. Um, and our nurse, our like recovery nurse who I didn't really like that much was just not very helpful. And she was just kind of like, well, maybe get some formula on the way home, but whatever, like do you do you basically, she told us. <laughs> and when it's your first kid, you just have no, like, what do they eat? Do they need to eat? Like how much do they eat? Like right. what we had no idea. 
Um, so on the way home from the hospital, Jared stopped and picked up some sort of like liquid formula. Yeah, pre-mixed, like a pre-mixed formula that came that you just put in the bottle and heat it up. But Jared didn't heat it up, but whatever. Yeah, we talked about that <laughs> last week. Um, and we were when we got home, we were just having such a hard time. We just couldn't figure it out. It was just right. so hard. Um, like my mom and my sister came over and were trying to help. And when I had people with me, like helping me, like, you know, either holding my boob or holding him, we could figure it out. And then as soon as anyone left, it was like Jared and I were like deers in the headlights. Like we just could not right. figure it out. He was not very cooperative. It was just ugh. Um, and then for a while, he got used to the bottle and he didn't want the boob. He yes. was used to the bottle. So I started pumping um, based on what the hospital told me. So I was pumping every two hours. Um, for the foreseeable future while trying to get him to latch in between. Um, mm -hmm. So we only had to use formula for like maybe one, two days at yeah, most. Just a, we didn't buy any more. So we, no, we, we just bought one. like one little six pack and we didn't even use all right. of it. And um, I was pumping around the clock for months. Like it was like three months of every two hours I would get up and pump. Crazy. Um, which I didn't know at the time, but led to like a massive oversupply, but nobody told me that. So, <laughs> right. Um, and it was not good for either of our mental health, just like the, God, no. the waking up every two hours with an alarm, then waking up and feeding him, cleaning all of the bottle parts, cleaning all the pumping parts. Um, I had to buy new pumping parts when you pump that much, you have to buy new parts right. like every couple of weeks. It was exhausting. And since I was pumping so much and I had this huge oversupply, I started getting clogged ducts, which led to mastitis a few times, yeah. which was just the most painful thing ever. And um, like, it was horrible. Like I was like in the bathtub just crying. Like I couldn't do anything. It was like worse than childbirth for sure. Yeah. And Jared and I were like looking up everything and it was like the best way to get these out and to fix the problem is the baby. Like no, really? nothing can do it as good as the baby. Like the pump won't fix it. Like some people say their husbands can fix them, but it was like the baby knows what to do. And Jared was like, right. we've just, why don't you just try again? You know, just like, we'll just keep trying. We'll push it more. And so we just kind of made like the final desperate push and something just clicked. And uh -huh. then we spent a couple of months weaning off of like, I was doing a weird mix, you know, of pumping and feeding. And then eventually I weaned off of pumping and I've been exclusively breastfeeding since then. So. Wow. It's been a time. So <laughs> before I jump into my other questions, um, can you talk about the mastitis real oh, quick? Yeah. Just kind of like, you know, what were your early signs of that? Yeah. And can you maybe like talk about the pain a little bit just as kind of an idea for the people out there? Yeah. So mastitis comes from clogged ducts so clog you have like in your boob it's all like like a spider web of milk ducts mm -hmm. and sometimes when your milk is fatty or when you're not removing it enough it can get clogged and some people find it super easy to remove those clogs there's lots of ways you know you can massage it they even make like breast massagers you can buy um, heat on it using like the haka with warm water and Epsom salt. There's so many things um, that can help it. But sometimes you don't notice the clog is there, you know, right away. Because um, right. you don't feel them until it's like a little lump and then you're like, oh, 
oops. Um, and if yeah. you let that go too far or if it goes unnoticed, it can turn into an infection, which is mastitis, which is then when your whole boob turns red, you've got a huge lump. It's like super painful and heavy. Um, yeah. And then most of the time you need antibiotics to, um, to cure it once it gets to that point. Luckily, I didn't end up needing antibiotics right. any it, of the times. It makes, but, you, it makes you really sick. I think yeah. that's, that's the part I don't think we have. Like really you have understood. the flu, you know, like you have a fever. Like that was usually my first, like I'd feel like shit. And then we'd take my fever and it would be like 102. And I'd be like, oh, here we go again. Ugh. It's it's really the worst. Like I was so calm through labor and birth, but then all of my mastitis bouts, it was like, uh, there was no Ugh. coping skills whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. So so now that Ben, you know, he's eating like food, food, mm -hmm. right? So how often do you end up breastfeeding Ben now? He's a year and almost six months, five and five what and a half. Is months? he like seventeen months? Yeah. 18 months soon? Yes. Um, so I was really lucky because I was home with him for a whole year because of COVID. I was teaching from home. And then when I went to work, I was only going like two hours a day, like a couple days a week. So he mm -hmm. like really had full access for a long time. So starting in at the beginning of the school year in like September was when he really started limiting it. So I was pumping still up until now, like up until after Christmas break was when I stopped. So now he eats throughout the night still when he wakes up, I feed him to sleep. Um, and then I feed him in the morning when he gets home from grandma daycare at like four and then to bed. So like three times during the day and I'd say about two, three times a night. Yeah, okay. depends on how bad he is overnight. And I've totally right. weaned him off of my left boob, so I'm just down to one now. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, with that, do you feel like, like, is your left one, like, It's way smaller. <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes it'll, like, leak out a little bit, you know, when he's eating or something. Yeah. Like, drops will come out, but I didn't ever, that was always my, like, under supplier one anyway, right. so... That was super easy. So the next step, eventually, I don't know when, we'll be weaning off of the right. Okay. So when he does feed, how how long is he actually like breastfeeding for? <sighs> See, feeding a toddler is so different than feeding a baby because now a lot of the time it's not just for like the liquid or the food; it's the comfort, you know. Like, yeah. Um. So sometimes it'll be like just three, four minutes, and then sometimes he'll sit there for like twenty minutes, and I'm like shoving him away yeah so i mean the boys got teefers now right yes like. <laughs> we actually got lucky he's never really been a biter um oh, that's good he bit maybe like two or three times ever like when he's falling asleep you know and his jaw like laxes by accident yeah. but he's got hella teeth now and my nipples are yeah. safe so far well, that's so good. far yeah. yeah so far um and then I guess, you know, the other question I had was, did you have a plan for the final weaning and like any yeah. thoughts on when that may be? So my goal in the first place was just to make it to a year and mm. we've made it past that. So I'm happy, like very happy. There were definitely days where we thought we were not going to make it a year. I mean, whew. yes. Oh, for sure. Um, 
I don't know. Every time I feel like we're like almost there, then I feel like our routine changes and we're not. Um, When we get pregnant again and, you know, start to get into that and having another kid, like that will be a hard stop for me, you know? Yeah. Um, Just because I can't do both. But um, for now, it doesn't bother me. And it's still like... I don't think it causes a problem with him, you know, like yeah. he can use the extra, what is not a liquid. I can't think of the word like new, like thirst. What is that? Nutrients? No. That- when you're like Art? hydration, like he can use the extra hydration yeah. and vitamins, especially in like the winter. Everyone's sick now, yeah. you know? Totally. So um, I don't know. I think it's going to be hard when we do for him and me. But- yeah. And Jared, so, because then there's not that like go to. I know I use it when he won't go back to sleep at night. Katie's like the last line of defense. So, so with um, Kayla, Kayla's exclusively pumping, right? She's not doing yeah. the breastfeeding thing. Um, so we have you know basically have him formulated the three ounces of form or uh, breast, breast milk. milk. I almost a formula uh, <laughs> for feeding. Do you feel like, you know, when he was a newborn or, you know, shortly after, mm-hmm. do you think that he, like he was getting his fill? Like, could you tell like he was totally done when he was done? Well, for us, we were also pumping when he was a newborn. So we haven't we haven't done full breastfeeding with a newborn yet. Um, yeah. OK, when he so I, I would say he probably went full time about four months um, right around Christmas time, right after he was born. So he was born in, in late October late August and right around Christmas times when he started actually like breastfeeding full time. And so I would make his bottles three ounces. Like Katie would pump in three ounce, like right. increments basically. And I would make his bottle three ounces. So that was the same for us. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Next time hey. we have a baby, if breastfeeding works, it's going to be totally different for a newborn because with Ben, like the pumping in a way is easier because yeah. like you just have the milk, you know how much, they're getting like right you know but then it's also there's just it's so much time so much time sure another thing like he would eat the bottle really fast so i think when he started going on the boob full time it was quicker than other like he would do a lot shorter snacking more than just like sitting down 20 minute meal moving on you know for Mm -hmm. the next two hours I mean, there were times when he was going through like a growth spurt. He'd be on the boob every 40 minutes. I mean, yeah. it, so I, I think the doing the bottle first, he just ate it a lot faster. So he was used to eating a lot faster. Um, right. But like uh, a lot of people have problems with that, too. Like in the breastfeeding world, something that people are told to do if they're bottle feeding and breastfeeding is to pace feed the bottle. So like milk from the boob doesn't come out like a bottle. You know, the bottle, right. it's a, a continuous flow, but from the boob, it comes down in like letdowns. Mm-hmm. And so like if you're trying to do both, they suggest like you have to hold the bottle kind of like flat so that they're not mm. getting all the milk because then they might prefer the bottle because who wouldn't? You know, the food is coming right. consistently and you don't have to work as hard. <laughs> yeah. Grayson right now, it just like tries to drown himself with the yeah. bottle. Yeah. Like, yeah, Babies the are wild. They literally just have they just don't care if they live or die you really you really <laughs> learn what's an instinct and what's a learned thing when you have a newborn because oh my god something some things you do you're like 
shouldn't this be natural? Shouldn't you not want to eat so much that you drown yourself? And right. like, no. Does Grayson nope. spit up at all? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just because he eats so fast. He does. Yeah, bend he, he it just, too. Like, slugs the bottle and then just it's not like every day yeah like when he does boy does he does he go that was my favorite when that stopped (laughs) (laughs) uh all right jared go with your more uh hard-hitting questions yeah so we we let you ask technical questions because obviously i was there for the technical part of this so i have a few like philosophical questions i want to hit you with um so to start off like what advice would you give a new mother trying to breastfeed Ugh, as much as I hate to say this, like, don't go into it with expectations. Like, it's it's great to go in it with a goal. Like, I, I, we definitely would have made it, would not have made it this far if I hadn't no, been, like, adamant. that We would have given up after, like, a yeah, month. I mean, it would have been so much easier to give up. And I'm so happy that we didn't. But it would have been nice if we had prepared a little bit for both or had done some more research. Um And I feel like, like I took it, I was so upset and hard on myself when it didn't work right away. Like I was devastated. Like this was like the end of my life. Like we were calling, we had so many lactation meetings. We had another lactation consultant come to the house. That's not something we talked about, but so we had had a zoom meeting and we had someone come to the Mm -hmm. house. We had two different lactation consultants we hired after the hospital. Um, and like on top of all the books and research and everything, like it was hard work. So I think it's just, it's okay. You have to give yourself grace, you know, like babies have their own plans. Well, and it's okay to keep working at it. I, this yeah. is me interjecting, but yes. like it's what worked for us is to keep trying and knowing that, Hey, this probably isn't going to work, but if it does work for a little bit, I mean, Joe, there were some days where he would latch for one feed for like three minutes. It would be like, He'd latched for like right away and it would be great. And yeah. Yeah. For like three minutes was all. And we're like, today's a success. He latched for three minutes and then slowly Mm -hmm. but surely he would latch more regularly and more Mm -hmm. consistently. And it like, it's okay to keep working at it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it's great. I'm so, I don't want to like discourage any from him because I think it's so great, but it's also so hard. (laughs) Off that topic. You said, you know, we had a lot of resources and things like that. You said you looked up a lot online. Mm -hmm. Where was the best place you found information on breastfeeding? Oh, I'd love to say our lactation consultants, all three of them we saw. Um, but I don't think they were, um, the one that came to our house. The one thing she said that I found great was I just, no one had said it. She was like, you guys can do this. Cause I was like, maybe he has a ton tie and like physically he yeah. can't, maybe he has, um, like when he was born, he wasn't breathing. And she was like, maybe he has trauma from like having stuff shoved down his throat. Um, mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe it literally cannot work. And when she came to the house, she was like, there is no reason that it won't work. You know, like it can work if you want it to. And I found that really inspirational, but, um, I read a book called The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding that was super just like factual and comforting, um, really research based, but like it doesn't judge you for anything you want to do. You know, like it's OK to do whatever you want in the book. Um, it was a really good book and they're pretty cliche, but there's some mommy breastfeeding groups out there. They can be a scary place, but there's Boy, one <laughs> called La Leche League that's actually it's like a national group great name yeah it is and um pre-covid times they had like 
meeting spaces, you know, where you can just come with your baby and they're just other moms who can like help you breastfeed, like talk to you, you know, maybe you want to breastfeed around your family and they're weird. Like maybe you want to learn how to do it in a baby carrier. It's just like women who supporting other women with breastfeeding. Um, and uh, I haven't been able to be in the meetings because they don't do them in person anymore because of COVID, but I'm in their Facebook group, their local one, and they're really great. So last question I have, um, what will you do differently next time? Uh, God willing, there is a next time. Yes. As much as I said, prepare for it not to work. I feel like I'm going to prepare for it to work next time. Like I'm not going to plan on formula feeding or exclusively pumping again. I'm going to plan on, I feel like I know a lot more this time, you know, like I would really like to make it work. It'll be different because I'll go back to work sooner. So I'll have to pump in a different way than I did with Ben. But I think my goal will be the same. Sounds great to me. What do you think? I'm hoping you... How do you tell your wife to be chiller in a nice way? <laughs> you don't. Oh, well, that's it then. I No, I, the first time we did this, and, and it can't be overstated enough how truly draining it was trying to get this to work. Yeah. I mean, the four months of... It was the hardest part of new parenting, 100%. for sure. And so I, I think going into next time, expecting it to work, knowing how to get it done will, will be great, but also I feel like we are better prepared to do some of the workarounds, like supplementing in the first couple of days while we try and get everything working, right? Like Kayla, mm -hmm. you know, had to wait for her milk to come in to actually get pumping and, and being able to feed. And like, yeah, we didn't know that the first time, right? We looked at that, buying that formula felt like failure. Like it really, walking to that right. CVS felt like failure, right? Because we were like, oh, we're going to breastfeed. We know all the benefits of breastfeeding. We know all the research behind breastfeeding. And then as soon as we had to buy formula, we were like, oh, this feels like a failure. But it wasn't. And I think mm -hmm. going in next time, knowing that, hey, we can get this to work and it will work even if it takes us a little bit longer to get yeah. there. We're prepared better yeah. this time to do those things that we need to do to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else I'll do next time that I just thought of that I didn't know the first time was that you can like, when you're like 37 or 38 weeks, you can gently like hand express colostrum out and yeah. save it in like those sterile syringes. And I didn't know that. It Kayla was using her actual pump. Wow. To do that. Yeah. How did yeah, you guys get it out of the bottles, like little syringes? Yeah, they make like colostrum collectors that okay. are like suction. Like basically they're like silicone, but when you squeeze them and you like, you know, let go, it sucks yeah. it in. Um, so she was able to, to collect a little bit that way. Did you guys um, bring that to the hospital with you? No. no. Okay. We froze it. Um, that way when we were here we could thaw it out and use it but um when we were at the hospital we were just kind of like f it we're just yeah. gonna go straight to formula to make sure that he's getting something yeah. right away oh yeah but but yeah that classroom stuff i mean yeah i didn't that, know that like, the first really time great. i'll definitely do that yeah. next time and i feel like that will give us a little buffer too you know then like we at least have something if the baby's yeah. stubborn like ben is <laughs> Um, and the other thing is that as a partner who doesn't breastfeed, I feel like Jared, you were like so supportive. Like Jared had to work just as hard as I was in the first 
chunk and he never complained or told me to stop or discourage me from my goal at all. Like every time I was like, I feel like we need another consultant. He was like, do it. I was like, I feel like we need to go to the pediatric dentist to see if he has a tongue tie. He was like, do it. Every time I was like, I need to get a hands-free pump so that I can pump more often. He was like, do it. You know, he never once was like, I'm so tired. It would be so much easier if we didn't do this. And it, it made it doable. Well, you're welcome. I'm not going to thank you after that, but. That's all right. (laughs) In my head, you've already sung my praises. So I win that. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on and talking about your journey with the world. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm very passionate about breastfeeding, and I think that it's so awesome. Yeah, and you're, like, it's amazing. I, I saw you shortly after you guys had been, and you yeah. were at our house, and you were in pain at that. I was, like, that dying day. that day. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of your journey, I can't remember when, but you had a, so much oversupply that you donated it, right? Yeah, I actually, I donated like hundreds and hundreds of ounces of milk to two different moms. Which is amazing. Yeah, That's so yeah. cool. So thank you for giving to the world, Katie. Love You're a hero. Do it. Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much, Katie. That was uh, really interesting and really informative. Um, you know, we really appreciate it. I think that that's uh, some really good tips and you know, just letting us in on your journey I think is pretty helpful for people out there. Yeah, I... Uh... One thing that I learned throughout that whole thing was how much, like, work came from the dad, too. I know, yeah. let me say this. The works that, work that mom does is, like, just Mount Vesuvius compared to dads, right? Like, we're oh, never totally. going to climb that mountain. But uh, looking back on it, how much, like, I remember I, she'd be pumping in the other room, and I would be literally cleaning bottles so that for the next time that she pumped, we had bottles that she could pump into, right? And, like, feed right. Ben and stuff like that. It was... I mean, the things that we had to do and, and she was pumping, I was feeding, right? Like it was, it was work. It was a lot of hard work. So, um, it is, it was, uh, it was really great. It was a really great interview. I think, uh, I think we all learned a lot from it. Totally. Um, and you know, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you took something out of that, you know, something you didn't know before. Um, and thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. We appreciate them. But uh, hey, you out there, maybe uh, tell one person about us or give us a rate or a subscribe or email us at bigdadenergypod at gmail.com. That'd be cool. That would be but, cool. You know, a, a rating or subscribe would be cool too. Leaving us some reviews would be dope too. If you're, yeah. if you're there, I, I think we have, a, we have some ratings, but what we don't have are very funny reviews that we can read on the air. Cause we'd like to do that. We'd like to read your funny <laughs> reviews on the air. We'd like to sit here and say, you know, bluey lover 54 said this. We'd love to do that. So go, go on yeah. iTunes and leave us a little review. That'd be, that'd be great. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on our social medias. We're at big dead energy pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook at big dead energy pod as well. Uh, so go, uh, go follow us there. Facebook's really cool because they put out our, our podcast right at 6 a.m. So it hits our uh, our page right at 6 a.m. So I don't know if you're up feeding a baby at 6 a.m. and you want to listen to our podcast right when it drops, look for Heck it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, every week you guys come back and hopefully you, uh, you took a little something. I know Katie loves coming on and doing these things. So hopefully you guys uh, like listening to her too. So for both of us, I'm Jerry Schmansky. Joe Lopez. Remember, click your tongue twice before you use them.
Dads. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.